Hey everybody, welcome back to Above Board with Canderpath. Now, before we dive deep into our topic of efforts of impact, I wanted to just give a quick uh, a moment or nod to this holiday season. You know, it's uh, it's fast approaching. We're recording this here in the middle of December, um, but we love doing these episodes and recording. And and I think in line with our discussion of efforts of impact today, it's going to kind of be you know very in line with the season. You know, focusing on doing good, going the extra mile, making someone smile. Uh, Matt, what do you think about that? Does that sound like a good topic of conversation today? Yes, I'm not going to play the role of the Grinch. I am going to participate um, by nature. It takes a little bit more effort for me to do these types of things. And so sometimes we need a season for this to, to blossom like a flower and come out and be, um, be impactful to the people around us, both in our community, both to our friends, our family, and, uh, and also to strangers, I think is, is a good one as well. Have you seen the videos of um, people like adults dressed up as the Grinch to to like visit their kids and they're terrified because it's the scariest <laughs> costume ever. I've um, seen it like kick the, the door down. Weekend. It was so scary. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> yeah. a kid sitting on the couch and like an adult comes in, like kicks the door down is rest of the, and the kids are just screaming and throwing things. Not something I'm going to do for my little kiddos, but I like watching other people um, experiment and try different things and seeing what works and what doesn't. My kids are even afraid of of Santa Claus, and we have um, we have Elf on the shelf. His name is Buddy, and they're afraid of him too. Like like it's it's whimsical and magical, and it's exciting. But my daughter's like, well, don't don't let them. They're not coming in my room, right? Don't let them come in my room. I'm like, yes. <laughs> okay, so efforts of impact. Why does this conversation matter? I think for us, uh, we've been um, interweaving this into conversations at our company level. Um, a lot lately. And it's really the, the, it's the idea that, um, you know, for me, like, like think about sending a text message or an email to somebody versus picking up the phone and calling them, you know, it depends. It might, you might deliver the same exact message, but which message is going to be received with more impact. And, and obviously depending on what you're trying to get across, um, you know, we'll determine if you need to go that extra mile or not, but it, you know, for us, like, I think, um, you know, another really good example that I love to give anytime a new client at our company on boards with us, um, you know, instead of sending sort of just the status quo run of the mill, welcome email, you know, Megan, our director of operations actually sends this welcome box that in and of itself is an entire experience. Like you open up this package box with Canderpath, you know, messaging and branding all over it. You open the box. There's there's an Amazon Alexa show inside of there. Another a, a number of goodies, but then there's an envelope that you open up. It's a handwritten note from Megan, and then she draws an arrow to a QR code and says, "Watch this video when you get a moment." If you hover your phone over the QR code, it opens up a video of Megan welcoming you to the Canterpath family. And I mean, again, talk about efforts of impact. How does that land versus just sending an email saying, "Hey." Welcome, you know, welcome to Canderpath. And so, you know, it's always Matt and I care very much about, um, you know, going that extra mile. And uh, that's that's kind of what this conversation is about today. Yeah. And I think kind of going back to our industry, we're a service-based industry. We're not a product-based. We're not selling a product. We're selling services, right? And and part of, especially when dealing with people's money is developing the trust factor. And we are we are not the the Morgan Stanleys of the world or the Fidelities of the world. That's not who who Canderpath is. We're a, a you know a, a, a very closely held boutique style firm. So we have to develop trust with our clients, and we have to develop um, you know that rapport. And I think for us stepping out, putting that one foot forward, 
initially with when when someone comes on board with us is is getting that welcome packet is it's a very intentional process yeah um, it's to invoke a feeling and that feeling should should invoke trust caring um you know some of those buzzwords that we use in our industry and some of the words that are actually in our um you know our, our core what do we call them for es john eos our, our core uh, values yeah core values so we want yeah. we want to use those core values and we want to show clients that that this is not just talk but it's 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 actual you know it's it's happening in real real time and i think to john's point is sometimes again an email is is acceptable for replying to something but we've really used video you know, really adopted video as a, as a way of communicating with our clients especially in this virtual climate that we're in right now FaceTime is very little these days, whether it's physical FaceTime or, or whether it's, it's, you know, on a screen. And so we really try as much as we can to add video. And there's a lot mm -hmm. of cool pieces of software out there that'll link to your, you know, that your email, but uh, the one that we use um, allows us to have call to actions inside of it, allows us to um, share a desktop or screen to, to, to get a point across. Again, the emails we get are, Hey, quick question. Um, you know, and then it goes into like this elaborate question and it's not a quick question and it's not a quick answer. It requires a lot of thought and it requires, um, a, a lot of, sometimes a, a lot of description. So what we try to do is if it's going to be complicated, we try to reply back with the video and when a new yeah. client is, is referred to us, um, you know, again, that, that like it was, John was saying, even if they're not coming on board and they're just interviewing advisors, we have really separated ourselves from the pack with how we respond to those. And again, using video as a as a method of communicating uh, with a with a new prospect has just been one of the areas that has been very successful for us. And uh, that all goes back to efforts of impact, trying to be impactful, whether it's the first time someone's talking to us or whether it's a client that we've been working with for fifteen years. It takes effort to do that, and um, and and that's again something that we focus on pretty much every day of the week with our company. For those listening that care what the program is, it's called Bomb Bomb, right? B O M B, yeah. Bomb Bomb. Um, but I'll brag on you a, a little bit and just keep the love fest going from last episode that uh -huh. uh, you you do. So so you know we do tax services for our clients, and this is not a commercial for for that. But um, Matt does a lot of a, a lot of uh, tax returns for folks, 120 plus tax returns a year, and the normal experience i think for someone listening to this podcast um for me you know in prior years prior to, to us doing this you know you just you you send your documents to somebody they do your taxes and they send you a pdf back and say hey check it out sign here this is your refund here's how much you owe and for most people they look at that and they're like what <laughs> how did that number how did we arrive at that number what are these credits? What's the difference between a credit and a deduction? Um, did I underwithheld? Did I over? There's always so many questions when it comes to taxes. And most of the time when you're working with a tax professional, not to knock on that industry, um, but oftentimes you just get you just get the data back. You get you get a tax return back and, and that's that. Matt's really made an effort, uh, and this is this goes to the efforts of, of impact conversation of recording a an explainer video for every client. So some are four minutes, some are 12 minutes, kind of depends on the complexity of, of, of the return. But this explainer video walks through every line item of the tax return. Uh, he, you know, he'll ask any, you know, a number of questions if there's follow-up questions that need to be had, and then we complete the return. And it's a great opportunity 
uh, for somebody to have a better understanding for someone to reply right there or, or send you an email back and say, Hey, I do have these questions. What, you know, it gives them the opportunity to ask questions back to you to understand what's going on with the tax return. And then also keep that video for future reference, which is also very handy because a year goes by and you kind of forget, you know, what happened last year to this year and that type of thing. And I don't, I haven't seen anybody in the tax industry do what you do on that front. And that is a major, that's a difference maker between, you know, what most people get. It is, you know, for selfish reasons, it also helps us make sure that there's no issues and that there's something that wasn't missed either from the client side or, or from, from our side. So the effort of impact started off with just wanting to be a very good communicator. And then it ultimately yeah. ends up turning around and being a very good source to make sure that accuracy um, is of utmost importance and, and being upheld. And again, it allows us to have another level of communication with our clients uh, from, yeah. from that. And I, I, you know, I think you do, I think you do a great job. You do that sometimes on the Medicare side, right? Medicare is a very complex issue at times sometimes getting a video off to a client and explaining what the options are and where they should be is also, you know, again, an area where these are not like exciting topics. Taxes are not exciting. Medicare is not exciting. What can we do to, to spur some interest uh, for our clients and, and how can we make an impact on them? Putting just forth that little bit extra effort we've seen go a very, very long way. Well, I relate it back to my own life, um, various instances where uh, the experience was more positive than I expected, and that always sticks with me. And actually, when the experience is more negative than I expected, unfortunately, because I'm, I'm a human like everybody else, like that sticks with me even more um, when something isn't good. Um, an example that I, I'd like to give, and I'm curious if you have any good examples, uh, but um, when I go, like if I, anyone here listening to this, think about calling a doctor, any doctor, like a specialist, a gen, I mean, you pick up the phone to call the doctor. It's, it's from the moment you call, there's friction. It takes a momentous amount of work on your side just to get scheduled, to get your foot in the door. You never know the bill. It always comes after the fact. Um, you're crunched on time. You have an appointment set for 8 a.m. You get there at 7.50 and you wait in a room and then you go into another room and then you wait in that room for another half an hour. And that 8 a.m. appointment's now being met at 8.40 because they're they're triple booked and, and quadruple booked. And it's not a great experience. Whereas I've been to other doctors where that's been a wildly different. I mean, I have a doctor now that I can schedule using a scheduling app and the appointments are always met on time and a friendly voice calls to confirm. I mean, those when I think about efforts of impact, it's like doing the bare minimum is never going to create a good, a positive experience in any like service-based industry. And me, um, so I read this on, a, or I heard this actually on another podcast and I can't remember which one it was, but it said that uh, going the extra mile for somebody is actually a really selfish act because doing something good for someone else feeds our soul. So like it, it feels good to give it, but it also feels good to receive it. It feels good to be on the other end of somebody just doing something above and beyond for you. Uh, Are you saying that Mother Teresa is um, is selfish or was selfish while she was alive, John? Well, it fed her soul to do good for millions of people around the world. And um, I guess if that's what you're taking from this, then that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I, uh, trying to go, what's the, how can I put you in the weirdest position possible put me right in now? A little bit of a, in a weird spot. But when I heard that, when I heard that it clicked for me, cause I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah man, that is like, I, I like do, I like, meeting some going above someone's expectations what could have yeah. been an email turned into a video 
that got sent and that is that is received a thousand times better um you know rich uh who uh you know we miss and can't wait to have you back on the show but like he i don't know if you know this about him but he for years has done a really good job at um like once he gets like let's say he figured out your birthday or like in the course of a conversation he finds that you know that your birthday is on august 31st he goes and saves that in his phone did i get it right or is it August 30th? 30th, 31st? Come on, man. I'm so close. We've known each other way too long for you not to know this. I should have just breezed right over it. It's the 31st. You should have just said at the it's end the of August. Day. Yes, it's the 31st. Yes. See, okay. So if if he were to know that, he would save that in the notes, like in your contacts on his phone. And on your birthday, he doesn't send you like a birthday text. He'll se- He sends like a video. Just wishing you happy birthday. And it's always like something about you or customized to you. I mean, I've been on yeah. the receiving end of that and I've thought, that's so nice. You know, you get, you go on your Facebook feed and you see people saying happy birthday and and that's great. That's very thoughtful. You know, so I'm not saying it's not, but what, you know, what I remember on my birthday is the person who sent me a video wishing me happy Did birthday. Did you have something Please. happen? Uh, there was a thoughtful thing that you brought up and we were talking about in our pre-show notes. Who was, what happened there? Remind that was, me of the that situation. Was Krista, who Krista is yeah. a good friend of ours, and she's an active listener of the show. And this, I'm not going to tell her that I'm mentioning her, so we're going to put her to the test <laughs> and see if she's still an active listener Let's of the show. See if she listens. Um, when I was doing 75 hard last year for my birthday, there was like a collection of things that she ordered from Amazon and just shipped directly to the house for me as a gift. But it was a gallon water jug, was one of them, and an Ed Milet book. Uh, which anyone that's like followed 75 hard, you got to read 10 pages a day. So she not only took the time to like inquire what was going on in my life and what I was doing, but then listened and then acted on it and saw that, Hey, his birthday's coming up and I'm going to send him something nice. I mean, that type of gesture just that sticks with you. You know, that's, that's, that's amazing. Do you have any examples of being on the receiving end of efforts of impact? You know what? I I really don't. Um, I I think we've set the, I've set the bar pretty low and um, you know, I, I have not received too much, I can think of a few instances where we have, and and um, one of was um, my mother had a had a seventieth birthday party, and uh, my wife went above and beyond in in getting that set up, and and then again to make an effort of impact, we were like, what what's one thing that can go one step further? And actually, you and Jackie were helpful in this, and you said, well, what's her well, like? You should have a performer at her birthday party, and we kind of like a birthday party with all of our friends, and and we we took the ball and ran, and and Lauren really kind of took took that one on her own, said, okay, like how can I how could I take like a party where we had, you know, dinner and, and, you know, some things there, which was beautiful. There was, there was decorations and all these things. And, and how can we take it one step further? And you guys were like, Hey, get a performer of some sort. So Lauren took the ball, ran with that. And, and my mom's favorite performer was, um, uh, Frank Sinatra. So Lauren found a Frank's actually interviewed a few of them. It was a long list of them, a Frank Sinatra impersonator. So again, here's this party where, you know, you kind of think this is it. And then out of nowhere, um, you know, I had a, like a little speech. I said something. And then at the end of it, Frank comes out and does, I don't know, like an hour, two hour, probably like an hour set of his greatest hits. And obviously it was an you know, impersonator with, with background music <laughs> and the whole nine yards. And it just took it to the next level. So I can't think of a situation where I've had that happen necessarily to me. But I, the feeling that that invoked in, in that additional piece of effort uh, was was amazing, and um, I think I I took more. I probably was happier than than she was at the time because it worked out so well. It was a good surprise. Um, Lauren put all the time and effort into making it happen, and then we we did it. So you know, again, that was such an amazing feeling. And I want I, I chase that, you know, and I think we do that from a work standpoint. 
is we chase that feeling of, and I, I think we've talked about our different languages of love, but mine is the one of like feeling needed. Um, and that, that feeling just, I, I, try, I try to find that as much as possible, both in life and, and in work. Dare I say that was you being selfish to feed your soul so. to do something good for someone else. I mean, um, I am an only child. So selfishness <laughs> does run thick in my genes and I don't share well, as you very well know, John. And um, I, I try to I try to break myself of that habit. But yes, that was that was a that was a good one. That definitely was a was a good win. See, it's funny because when you think when I think about that night, um, you well, I remember two things: you opening up for Frank Sinatra and pretending yes. like you were going to sing the song, and you're very tone deaf. No offense, and it was very very <laughs> funny because of how tone deaf you are. And then he came in and like interrupted and was like, "Ah, oh, we're going to take over," and it was it was a great yeah. surprise. Almost, I feel like the element of surprise was even more exciting than the actual fact that he was there for an hour or two. Um, But what I thought was very special was you created a, or probably Lauren did maybe, maybe combo effort, created a a slideshow Mm. that just seemed very touching. Like it was a slideshow like throughout her life and pictures with kids and grandkids or, you know, it was just, it was very sweet. Lauren spent um, hours on that. Yeah, that was a lot. She, now, mom did provide the photos because there was a lot of a lot of like ones that went way back. But she spent hours and then getting the music right between all of it. It was it was a huge production. But um, yeah, those are those are the types of things. That, and my wife is really good at at going above and beyond in yeah. situations and and like just thinking outside the box. So I always she's my go to for anything of like okay, how do we how do you take like this one experience and how do you like take it to the next level. And well, uh, she's always got that idea. I'm glad you said that about her because I, I would agree. Like there's been instances where I know she'll text Jackie and say, Hey, you know, I'm at the store and I saw this mm-hmm. outfit for Ella. What size is she? And that type of gesture, it's just really thoughtful. Like it, mm-hmm. like what there, that honestly, there'd be no reason for me to even maybe know that like life is so busy. You know, she didn't text me. She texted Jackie, but mm-hmm. why do I know that? I know that because that created an impact enough for yep. Jackie to say like, wow, you know, check this out. Like this is the outfit that Lauren got yeah. Ella and she just saw it, thought of her and, and grabbed it, you know, um, that type of thing. It feels really good. We did, uh, we did a few months back, um, not related to clients or anything, but we, we did this, uh, challenge, if you recall, where we had to talk to a stranger. You do a lot of challenges, John. So I'm ch- I got a list of all the <laughs> challenges that you're doing at any given time, you which I always definitely. love because they're all about making a, you a better person. Well, I'll, I'll everyone a better person, but you know, it's so, because no, of how this selfish was, I am. It's because of how selfish. Oh, this I am. this was the yeah. This was a good one. Yeah, this was a good. Yeah. One. Tell that story. Yeah, yeah. It was it was talk to a talk to a random stranger every single day. Oh, and I don't forget mine. how long we did it. Thirty days, something like that. But I have so many good. Uh, anecdotes from from that some really awkward and maybe not as impactful as others but I noticed that as I put myself in the situation of oh man I gotta I gotta talk you know I gotta talk to somebody today um, oh I have a good story I have a good one that I think is I'm looking for impact. mine you tell yours because I'm looking for Listen, mine right now because I had a good in, one in a speedway gas station 8 p.m because I, I'm sitting there we're about to put the kids to bed and I go jagged and didn't talk to a stranger today She's like, well, go figure it out. And I'm like, it's too late. There's no one walking in the neighborhood. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to go get gas. And I'm going to find somebody to talk to. So weird. And and I go inside and I buy a uh, protein bar. And it was like BOGO protein bar. So I was like, cool. 
got you know protein bar, wait in line, looking around, serving. And I turn around, this guy's standing behind me, and he's drinking a coffee. And we just strike up conversation. And I suddenly I find out what he does, uh, you know, about his family. Um, and we're talking about the protein bars. And, uh, you know, at the end of it, I bought the BOGO one because he's like, oh, I really want to try that next time. And I turn around, I handed him the free one. And he was like, man, that's so, I really appreciate that. I didn't have dinner tonight. It was late. It was like eight. And don't ask me why he's drinking coffee at 8 p.m. That's not a healthy habit. Um, but point being, you know, is it a big deal? No, but I, like he seemed genuinely appreciative. And I know that that extra mile that I went was different than had I just had a conversation with him. I, I never even would put myself in that situation to do it. It was so cool. Yeah. There's, I have a thousand instances where I, where we did this and it was, it was fun. You so we one? did it. We were supposed to do it for a month. I think I, I, I did my best. I don't, I don't talk to a lot of strangers. It's not my thing. It's not my comfort zone, but okay. So here's mine. So we were um, at the beach and, um, and we had, we had pulled up, we, we have a boat. So we, we pulled up to the beach, like with our boat and I see a guy, um, metal detecting, right? So he's, he's just the kid. No one's around really. I think the kids were off playing at the beach. Lauren it was walking or looking for shells, just me by myself. And I see a guy metal detecting. So normally I'd let him walk right by metal detecting. Like I, he's got his headphones on. I'm not bugging this guy. So, but I'm like, crap, we're doing this challenge. I got to talk to a stranger. So I'm like, oh God, I got to talk to this guy right now. All right. I'm going to do this for the team. So that way I can, you know, check off this box. So I, I yell out to over to him, Hey, find anything today. And he, you know, takes off his headset. He stops wanting. He's like, no, I, I did it. He's like, the only thing I found was a jellyfish and it stung me in my leg. I've been doing this for like 15 years. I've never once been stung by a jellyfish and his leg is all red from, from where it's stung. And I kind of shrug my shoulders and he walks away and I'm like, oh, wait, no, I, I have an answer to this. So again, being a boater, we keep vinegar on our boat at all times because there are jellyfish in the ocean. And the, one of the things that neutralizes this thing is vinegar. So I, so he's walking away, puts his headphone back on, he's kind of limping. And I, I scream back over to him, Hey, come over here. And he's like, like what? Like what do you want, sir? Like you've already bugged me. I'm having a bad day. I said, I hate this guy. He won't leave me yeah, alone. He's, he's hating me at this point. Is I said, um, so you know, do you know, do you know how to get rid of a jellyfish thing? He's like, no, I have no idea. And I think he thinks I'm gonna like pee on him or something. That's, <laughs> that's where I was going. With, that, that's that, where my mind was going. That's John's. But I said, you know, hey, I have vinegar on my boat. If you pour a little bit of vinegar on it, it's gonna take away the sting. And he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. Like I said. Sir, please just trust me. This is a stranger. I'm a stranger to him. He's, and I'm just pouring. So he's like, okay, I'll give it a try. Pours, pours the, I pour the vinegar on his leg. Immediately the sting goes away. And he's like, he kind of goes back. He's like, I've been doing this so many years. I've na a, never been stung by jellyfish. B, I've never, I didn't know how to fix this problem. I'm just burning and it has gone away. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And that was it. The guy walks away. I, you know, I have my, my vinegar. I put it back in the boat and what an amazing feeling that invoked. And all this was from, dang it, I got to talk to a stranger today. And I guess this is the guy. And it happened to be in this this situation. And it was, it made my day for sure. I, I mean, hopefully it made his day because he wasn't in pain the rest of the day. But it was one <laughs> of those instances where it was, you know, how can I impact somebody? What can I do? And this happen chance conversation just occurs. And I am able to cure this guy of his sting. So for those of you listening, if Matt can do it, you can definitely do it. You can talk. Now, I, what, so what I love about the examples that you gave is, um, you know, because like thinking about the Frank Sinatra thing, that was a very grand gesture. That was a very thought out gesture, uh, took time, effort, you know, money, all those things. 
And then fast forward to this story. And it was, it was just, you know, in a conversation you struck up and it didn't take a lot of time and it didn't take a lot of effort and it didn't take a lot of money. It, you, you helped this person. You did something nice. And I think that's the moral of the story with efforts of impact is like this, this doesn't need to be a grandioso gesture to make somebody happy. I mean, it can literally just be going out of your way to be nicer to somebody that maybe needs to pick me up on, on that day. And, and I think, again, you know, we, we've given a lot of examples of being on the giving end of it, but I think I have, a, I have a thousand more examples of being on the receiving end of it and how that makes the rest of my day so much better when you have a positive yeah. experience with somebody that you didn't expect. Certainly, so he, you know, you, yeah. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, ahead. so here's our challenge for our listeners. Yes. Today, talk to a stranger. Oh. Today, try to think of something that will impact somebody um, and, and again, it kind of, like you started today's podcast, it kind of goes along with the holiday season. I think this stock talking with a stranger part though, again, it's going to be awkward. And I think you, you have a lot of awkward ones cause you really committed. John, if, if anyone knows anything about John, John commits, if he's going to do a challenge 75 hard, he's doing it. If he's going to talk to a stranger for a week every day, and there's going to be out of that week, there's going to be six awkward conversations, but there's going to be that one that just breaks through and you're like, all of this was worth it. And those other six people who think I'm a weirdo because I talked to them in the Starbucks line um, will will forgotten about me. And so our challenge is talk to a stranger, try to think of an effort of impact. When someone emails you, reply back with a video as opposed to a regular reply. See how that changes your life and let us know what efforts of impact have either worked or the kind of the fun ones are when they don't work as well. That's okay. We can all fail but failing um, in a good way, not in a bad way. Okay, so before we wrap up, can I, can I open up your challenge to say um, any, anything that you think is, is efforts of impact, whether that's going above and beyond, doing a random act of kindness, talk to a stranger. Um, as a result of listening to this podcast, do, do one of those things. Send us an email, John, J-O-H-N at canterpath.com. Send me an email. Um, because a, that's just going to make our hearts happy and it'll make us feel good to hear that because we're selfish, um, and it feeds the soul, but then, but B we'll highlight, you know, in the coming shows, we'll highlight the emails that we get on, on the efforts of impact that you do. Is that, that, is that okay to open it up? Ooh, I like a that. Bit further? I like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think we can even up it. I think we could reply back to each one of those people with a video. You got done. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. I love Let's it. Do it. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks, as always, for listening to Above Board with Canterpath. We love what we do. We love recording these sessions um, and, and posting it out. And, um, you know, happy holiday season. Tis the season. Go the extra mile. Do something good for someone. Make someone smile. Take care. See you guys.